0: I'm John DiLiberto, and you're hearing the Echoes podcast from PRX. I've got a true icon of music and a giant of the guitar today when I talk with John McLaughlin. Miles Davis, Tony Williams' lifetime, the Mahavishnu Orchestra, Shakti. These are only a few of the landmarks that McLaughlin has laid during his 60-year career in music. And despite threatening to quit five years ago due to arthritis, he's still going on with a new edition of Shakti, a new album, and tour. We talk a lot of spirituality and the oneness of being needed to improvise.
1: When you're improvising, If you're thinking, you're not playing, and if you're really playing, you're not thinking. And the whole point of any meditative process is stopping thinking, discursive thinking, intellectualization of everything, basically. John McLaughlin ahead.
0: If you hadn't noticed by our temperatures, summertime is here, so you need to get your Echoes t-shirt. We've got two for you now. One is electric blue with the Echoes logo in the pocket position in front. And on the other side, the logo is spread out Across your back. We also still have some of our black Echoes 30th Anniversary t shirts left. Let everyone you encounter know where the chill resides right here at Echoes. Get yourself an Echoes t shirt at Echoes.org. That's Echoes, E C H O E S.org. O R G. And now is John McLaughlin. John McLaughlin is a certified legend in music. He is one of the most blistering and incisive electric guitarists who ever played the instrument. His early 70s band, the Mahavishnu Orchestra, changed the face of music, fusing heavy metal rock energy with jazz complexity and virtuoso playing. In 1973, while the orchestra was still going, he unplugged and created a band called Shakti. It was an acoustic Indian world fusion group featuring the violinist El Shankar, tabla master Zakir Hussain, and percussionists Ramnad Raghavan and Viku Vinyakov. They ignited the music world, and although they weren't the first to do it, they effectively supercharged World Fusion. Shakti has gone through many incarnations with the only constant being McLaughlin and Zakir. And now they've returned with a new album, for This Moment.
1: This Moment is the only one we have, and the only one we'll ever have. And if we can be really fully aware of what this moment contains and, uh, then we can be very happy people because it contains the all, basically, doesn't it? <laughs>
0: I'm talking to John McLaughlin on the Riverside app. He's in his home in the south of France, looking as vital as ever, with his longish salt and pepper hair and aquiline movie star looks, even at 81 years old. But when I last talked to him in 2018, he was getting ready to retire. However, that has obviously changed because he's been touring nonstop for the last few years.
1: This was on account of I got uh, hit by some pretty heavy arthritis in 2014. And it took me until about 2019 to get myself cured. I had it in the right hand. The left hand was fine, but the right hand and the right wrist were really problematic. And for me, I thought it was basically the party was over. But then I discovered um, uh, a gentleman in the US called Dr. Joe Dispenser uh, who uses uh, healing with meditation. And, uh, and since I've been meditating a long time, I've never met him, I've never seen him, but I adopted this technique and it took about uh, nine months really, but uh, I'm absolutely clear of it now. And so. Yes, yes, I'm very happy to tell you.
0: As we all are, because John McLaughlin is about to embark on a tour with the reconstructed Shakti. Shakti began in 1972, while McLaughlin was still flaming away on electric guitar with the Mahavishnu Orchestra. It grew out of his friendship with Zakir Hussain, who was then still best known as the son of Indian table master Alla Rakha.
1: Zakir and I, we, know, we go back to 1969. But we played together for the first time. Uh, I was a guest at the house of Ali Akbar Khan. And Zaki was a teacher at the Aliak Bakan School of Music in Northern California. And I had an acoustic guitar, and Zaki had his tablas, and we just said, well, let's play something for Aliyak Bakan. <laughs> very pretentious, but when you're young, you don't care. So we sat down in front of the great master, and we started playing. And I can tell you quite categorically that within... 20 seconds I knew I had to work and play with Zakir there something quite amazing happened I won't use the word miraculous but I would say it was absolutely inspiring and we both felt it and it was spontaneous it was in the moment And the moment kept continuing. And really, from this experience in 1972, was the foundation behind Shakti.
0: McLaughlin had been studying Indian music, including the Veena stringed instrument, and among his many teachers was the legendary sitarist Ravi Shankar. In
1: 1974, when I became an extracurricular student of Ravi Ji. I was living in New York and every time he came to New York he would call me and I would go over and, you know, make him some tea or get him some sandwiches and he would just chat. And, and, and one day you know, I was over there and he said, I'm going to teach you South Indian call, which is the art of singing rhythm in the South Indian school. And he considered the South Indian school to be really the greatest. And he was a North Indian musician, but he was a master of both schools. It's what you hear Selvaganesh and Zaki doing. Uh-huh. Once you learn this and you learn the, the mathematics behind it, which I felt I had to do it, in order to be able to play with people like Zaki and Salva and Deku, if i don't know what they're doing i'm I'm gonna be lost in five seconds flat because they're masters of rhythm
0: Shakti was partly born out of McLaughlin's spiritual studies. He had been a disciple of Indian guru, Shri Chamoy, who gave him the name Mahavishnu. Shakti was actually presaged by McLaughlin's 1971 album, My Goals Beyond, dedicated to the guru. didn't know about McLaughlin's spiritual practices, you found out at one of his early concerts with Shakti. I saw one in Boston in 1974. Just before the band entered, a throng of white-robed people came in, occupying the entire front row of the theater. (laughs) They all came in en masse. (laughs) And I'm wondering, how much was the concept of Shakti at all wrapped up in your teachings with Sri Chimoy? Uh, It's wrapped up in the sense that I spent five years studying meditation with Sri
1: Chimoy, which I treasure to this day, because really, this is where I really began to first meditate, Uh, which is such a marvelous thing. I think it would be much less anger in the world if people meditated a little more. It was not strictly related to it because what I really feel is that music reflects what you are inside uh, in the sense that I cannot be one way in music and another way in life. I'm like this in life, then the music will be like that. My philosophy is, is, is if I can have a richer inner life, then I believe the music will benefit from that.
0: The original Shakti released three brilliant and influential albums before disbanding. But McLaughlin would reform the group at different periods, using different musicians, with himself and Zakir Hussain as the only constants. The latest incarnation features violinist Ganesh Gopalan and percussionist Salva Ganesh Vinayakaram, who is the son of original Shakti Gautam player T.H. Viku Vinayakaram. The surprising addition is vocalist Shankar Mahadevan to the previously all instrumental ensemble. <laughs> What prompted you to bring a singer into the group? And let me put a framework around that question a little bit. Because I think Westerners have definitely become attuned to Indian modalities instrumentally.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: I think vocalists are, there's still a barrier attuning to Indian vocalists.
1: There is. Yeah, I agree about that too. They haven't learned enough how to appreciate it. The singing tradition in the West is extremely old, and its traditions are very powerful. I think the exceptions are when you hear the real blues singers, and they will be bending notes all over the place, but the western ears become more accustomed to this. Because the way the bluesmen play the guitar. They're bending these notes. I mean, they're playing quarter tones, half tones, not just uh, the tempered scale. They're really sliding around. other aspect of the Indian tradition, whether it's north or south, is where they use, like the instrumentalists do, they use the gamaka. At the beginning of the note, it's like, eh, 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 You know, it's not it's just saying, da, no, eh, They inflect the note. And these inflections can be not misunderstood, but not enjoyed by the Western ear. I know, and I have very dear friends, and they say to me quite clearly, uh, you know, I have problem with it. You <laughs> see, and they say, what a loss for you, <laughs> because they are phenomenal, and Shankar is amazing.
0: A central facet of Shakti is extended improvisation using Indian modes. It goes back to the meaning of the album title, This Moment.
1: In jazz music, improvisation is critically important, and it's the same in Indian music. And improvisation is the essence of spontaneity, being spontaneous. I mean, the whole point is, what are you experiencing right now. What are you feeling right now? Not what you're thinking about.
0: The way McLaughlin explains it, improvisation is almost like meditation, setting the mind free.
1: When you're improvising, If you're thinking, you're not playing. And if you're really playing, you're not thinking. And the whole point of any meditative process is stopping thinking, discursive thinking,
0: intellectualization of everything, basically. Which brings us back to the edition of Shankara Mahadevan.
1: The use of improvisation by a vocalist, this is rare. And these are master improvisation not only singing the notes, but the inflections as well. You asked the question just before, why choose a vocalist? And the fact of the matter is, is that I actually love singers. If reincarnation exists, I want to be a singer in my next life.
0: I don't want to slap a guitar, I want to sing. That's one of the reasons he's been playing a guitar synthesizer. I'm playing this uh, synthesizer um,
1: guitar with a patch that I've been working on tweaking for at least 20 years. And it comes back to my studying of flute in the late 60s with my first Indian flute teacher. And so for me, the guitar somehow was not as vocally responsive I had a much more feeling of singing with this particular tone.
0: Maybe may be missing out on John McLaughlin the singer, but I think we have all been pretty thrilled to have John McLaughlin the guitarist in our musical lives for the last six decades. And although he indicated he might quit playing a few years ago, he's come to a realization about his career. I mean, you know, you, you had said you were going to retire from live playing, and, and fortunately you didn't. And I'm wondering, you're one of those musicians, could you ever really stop playing?
1: you, you stop playing when you cue over
0: <laughs> John McLaughlin's new album with Shakti is This Moment on Abstract Logic Records What a giant. I've been so privileged to interview John McLaughlin several times since about uh, the early 1980s. I will have a link to T's new album, This Moment, in the posting for this podcast at echoes.org. I'll also have a list for all the songs that were used in the feature. It's at echoes.org. Next week on the Echoes Podcast, we go electronic with Whipped Cream. She's a young musician who came up through EDM and rap, but has a new EP that shows her more fragile side. We talk about that and breaking an ankle, figure skating. I'm John DiLiberto. This has been the Echoes Podcast from PRX. See you next week, tonight, on the radio somewhere in the country, or at Echoes Online, right now, or whenever you want.